Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. We're back. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. So today we are going to tackle a topic that might have been perplexing you, and that is how do I get experience before I get work when work seems to require that I get experience? Seems like a really challenging catch-22, and I think for a lot of people, it feels insurmountable. I have definitely seen people post things, often on our like Facebook ads or on our page, saying, well, you need to know somebody in the industry. You need to have an in. Um, you need to have some kind of special circumstance. Kate, is that true? No. Yeah. <laughs> End <Wrong>. of story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's not true at all. Um, Otherwise, none of us would be working. None of us have experience before we have experience, if that yeah, makes exactly. sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it feels like it's impossible. And you're correct. That is impossible to get experience before you get a job and get a job before you get experience. It's, it's a construct that doesn't work to begin with. So that should be a hint that there's probably something wrong with that construct to begin with, since there are plenty of working copywriters out there. And as we've said before, nobody was born knowing copywriting. So here's the thing. In order to get a job as a copywriter, one of the great things, one of the many great things about copywriting is it's a very merit-based career. So if you can write good copy, people will want to hire you regardless of your background. Um, But that said, uh, you need to be able to prove that you can write good copy, which I know is where people hit that brick wall and go, well, how am I supposed to be able to prove it if I haven't gotten anybody to hire me yet? Great question. Mm -hmm. Kate? What what's our secret? What's our trick? Not trick. <laughs> yeah, not really a secret. Um, but <laughs> it's creating spec ads, and so it's S P E C. 
better at spelling and typing than I am in my head. I would fail at a spelling bee, S-P-E-C, spec, spec ad. And that is essentially a- Can you use that in a sentence? (laughs) I can. Uh, Kate created a spec ad to fill her portfolio to show that she could write good copy. Um, But a spec ad is essentially a fake ad that- shows that you can write copy. It, it's an ad that you write to to demonstrate your skills. Um, it's not an ad that the company is going to use and it's not even you don't you don't even have to work for the company. That's that's the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one one quick uh, one quick piece of um, clarification is that writing a spec ad is different from writing on spec. Ooh, yeah, writing on spec means that you are doing work for free for a company with the hope that they will hire you. And in general, as a, a general rule, we don't recommend writing on spec. Um, if you start out offering to write for free, uh, they have no incentive to pay you. Um, but writing a spec ad is different. You have made the choice that you are going to to put the time into creating a really fantastic piece that will demonstrate your your skills as a copywriter for people who are interested in hiring you. Kate, is there any kind of like legal issue people Mm. should be worried about using a real company's name? Good question. No. Do people still worry? Yes, but <laughs> we're here to tell you not to worry. Um, as long as you're labeling it spec in your portfolio and it clearly says spec, then you're absolutely fine. Um, on top of that, the chances of anyone coming to your portfolio and happening to see it and being upset about it on top of that um, are very, very slim. You know, could someone see it? Yes, but they might be thrilled. They might think, oh, wow, this is awesome that they liked our company enough to to do a spec ad. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, there's there, there's no, no, put your put your fears aside. <laughs> there's yeah. lots of other things to worry about. And this is not <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> The coronavirus. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. By virtue of the fact that you are labeling it as spec, um, you are telling the world, look, I did not write for this company. They didn't pay me to do this, but this is the work I created if I were working for this company. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, I don't want to say absolves because it's not even anything, there's not even anything wrong with it. Um is there a chance that a spec ad could count against you? Will a will a potential client see a spec ad and go, oh, this is a spec ad, not a real ad? No, absolutely not. I think most people in the industry know, if you're just starting out especially, that you might be creating spec ads. But also you might just want to create a spec ad um, just to demonstrate your breadth of skill. You, you know, for people that have worked at the same company for years and years and years as a copywriter, they might be writing in one tone or in one, you know, to one audience. And so they might want to demonstrate, hey, I can do these other things too. Or if you want to break into, um, you know, a different industry, say you've been working in healthcare and you really want to, you know, write um, product descriptions for a fashion company or break into the fashion industry, you might be creating spec ads then to show that you can do it. Um, because again, you can get your foot in the door somewhere, but that doesn't mean you then have experience and breath across the board. Um, and you might still want to show that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Because as we say, your your portfolio, um, you want to demonstrate as much, as much depth and breadth as possible. You want to show that you can write in a variety of different kinds of voices. And you want to show that you can write for different kinds of industries and you can write in different um, types of media, emails, banner ads, direct mail pieces, all that kind of stuff. Um, And if you 
have worked for clients or if you haven't worked for clients, no big deal. If you have a lot of pieces of one style, you want to be able to show that you can do other things. And spec ads can be a great way to do that. As someone who's hired copywriters, I appreciate seeing spec ads because it shows me that someone looked at their portfolio and said, you know what? I have a little bit of a hole here. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me fill that hole in terms of my experience, in terms of, of what demonstrating what I can do to people. I like, I like things that show that people go the extra mile. And quite frankly, um, you know, I think a lot of the things that we teach in the, the CCA are, they're not standard. They're not hard but they're not standard. And it just goes to show you that it doesn't actually take that much effort to go the extra mile. Most people who are starting out as copywriters would prefer to not create smack ads. You know, they would just like to apply for stuff and just hope yeah. that someone will give them a chance and maybe teach them on the job. But that's not really how it works anymore. And it goes the same thing with like, sending follow-ups and, and crafting really fantastic, valuable, not salesy, valuable pitch emails. Um, it's not actually all that difficult, but it really demonstrates to a potential client or a potential boss that you are willing to go the extra mile. Um, and I say extra mile, it's really like extra six inches, you know, but yeah. most people don't do it. Most people who are interested in getting into copywriting just kind of hope that if they apply for something, they'll get the job and then, uh, then they don't have to think about it. Um, well, because it feels a lot easier, right? I'm just going to mass blast my resume and hope that one sticks. Um, mm -hmm. And that might seem easier at the beginning, but in the long run, it's, it's absolutely not. And, and best of luck if that, that pans out in some way. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is that as, as a hiring manager, I don't want a mass, a mass resume. I don't want, I would rather someone come to me and demonstrate that they are solving my problem. Mm -hmm. And that's another great point about spec ads too, is if you are particularly interested in working for a company or working for a client, you know, you can create a spec ad. It doesn't even necessarily have to be for them, but you could create a spec ad that is along the lines of the work that they're doing to show that you have the skills to come in. And when they hire you, you can hit the ground running and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much that you have one job, when you have one candidate who comes in with a great portfolio, lots of spec pieces, and maybe even a spec piece that's very similar to the work that you would be hiring for, or you have another candidate who has just mass emailed a cover letter and a um, and a, a resume and maybe has a portfolio, maybe doesn't, doesn't really have anything in the portfolio. I mean, who would you hire, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. It's a pretty easy choice. And so what one of the things that we teach and one of the reasons that we are, first of all, spec ads, just good experience um, and good practice. But one of the reasons that we are so adamant about teaching it is it just positions you so much better as a professional. You come in saying, look, I can solve your problems. It's not even a question. Look at all this work that I can do. Whatever work you need me to do, I can do it. And I can show you, I can demonstrate literally that I can do this work through these spec ads. So it's not, it, you don't have to have a ton of, you do need experience, right? You do need experience to get work, but it doesn't have to be paid experience. It can be experience writing spec ads. And so you come in not even, maybe not even having been hired by anybody yet, but when you come in with a portfolio that has, you know, three or four or five really solid spec pieces, 
you it positions you so much better to to get the work. It puts you in a really great spot. Absolutely. And I think the key there is a, a solid spec ad. And so starting with a creative brief and going through and really focusing what, you know, what medium is it? Not just, I'm going to write an ad and not having, you know, a goal for it and the context and the audience. You want to do all the steps that you would take as if you were writing um, for a paid client. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great point. Just because it's a, a quote unquote fake ad and it's for a company you haven't actually worked with, you should still approach it mm-hmm. the exact same way you would approach a paid ad. You'll get better quality work. And it's also, again, good practice and good experience to work with a creative brief and to collaborate on that piece and to write it and then refine it and make it as good as it possibly can be. Because it really needs to be a spec piece and your portfolio and or I should say spec pieces and your portfolio need to be your best foot forward. Cause often it's a client is going to see your portfolio before they actually see you, before they actually hop on a call with you and get to know you. It's so a first it really impression. Needs, exactly. Yeah. And it needs to show you as, as the best that you are as the, as the quality professional that you are. Absolutely. And so how many pieces would you say people need if they're just starting out and they feel like, oh, I need to put some, I have nothing in my portfolio. Mm -hmm. How many would you recommend before they start, you know, um, pitching clients or, you know, putting that website out into the world? Mm -hmm. A good number to aim for is three to five, somewhere in there. However, Um, I do want to say if you're like in the middle of working on your spec pieces and uh, you're you're working on them, you're trying to get them up and a like your dream opportunity comes through or you see the opportunity to pitch a client and you're like, oh, God, I really want to work with them. And don't wait. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can pitch a client and you can um, or you can apply for something. Don't apply through the website. Reach out directly to the hiring manager. Um, we'll discuss that in a bit or discuss that later on. But um, you can apply for things. You can pitch people without having a perfect portfolio. Now, obviously, the ideal scenario is you put up your website, you have perfect spec pieces, and then you you send them out to your clients, you send them out to, to whoever. But at the same time, if a really amazing opportunity comes up or you have the chance to work with a client, don't hold yourself back. Don't say, okay, well, I don't, I don't have my pitch. I don't I mean, I don't have my spec pieces done yet, so I'm not going to apply for this. You can apply for it and still keep working on your spec pieces. Yep. You know, it's, it's, chances are you're not going to, especially if you're applying for a role, like a contract role or a, an on-staff role, um, they're not going to get back to you within three days, uh, or I should say maybe within three hours is a better way to put it. So you have a little bit of time and maybe mm-hmm. you'll find that it, it lights a fire under you to get those done so that you have them for when you go in and meet with someone. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. I actually just moved into a new place and I have people coming in to get stuff fixed. And if I sound especially echoey, it's because I have wonderful hardwood floors and absolutely no carpets. Uh, so anyway, um, quickly before we wrap up, we wanted to read a message from one of our students. Uh, Liz says, Eek, have faith, people. There is definitely work out there. I I have gone from having no clients just 10 days ago and frankly not being quite ready to start 
to now having three clients and a retainer with a marketing agency. I never really intended to take on so much at the beginning of freelancing, but I'm just going to run with it and see where it takes me. It looks like the next couple of months are going to be busy and fun. That is so fantastic. Congratulations, Liz. Yeah, that is awesome. And spec ads are a great way to feel at least a little more ready to start. You know, you've done mm-hmm. it. You've done. And uh, yeah, exactly. But Putting I love- them in your portfolio gets you good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there you have it. I hope that this was helpful and that it helped that it helped clear up some uh, some confusion and that it uh, got you inspired and to keep moving forward because even when it seems like there's a brick wall, I guarantee it's probably not a valid wall. There are a lot of us working as copywriters and none of us were born knowing how to do it. None of us were born with a full roster of clients or a full-time job or with a portfolio. Uh, so or with a portfolio. <laughs> so there, there is a way. Uh, in fact, there are lots of ways to, to make it happen for yourself. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time. Thank you.